The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This story is an amazing one, and it caught my eye when I woke up this morning. I started going through the feeds of today's news. A team of explorers have uh, broken records and made history in a series of dives to the deepest point on planet Earth, Challenger Deep in Marianas Trench in the Pacific Ocean. The records were broken and set between April 28th and May 5th. Take a listen to this. Surface LF depth 109-28 meters. Okay, roger that. We'll uh, go for a release. Life support good. Depth one zero nine or two eight meters. At bottom, repeat. At bottom. At the bottom? Yep. Roger, LF. Understand you are on the bottom. Uh, congratulations, Victor. Congratulations. Well done. Beginning exploration of the bottom. Beginning exploration of the bottom. How amazing is that? So on April 28th, American deep sea explorer Victor Vescovo completed a solo dive to the bottom of the eastern pool of Challenger Deep in the DSV limiting factor. That limiting factor is the submarine that he went down on. It's the uh, world's deepest diving operation submarine. Now, five days later, his teammates also went to the bottom of Mariana's Trench to complete a salvage operation. Both dives uh, were made in the limiting factor built by Canadian-born submarine builder Patrick Lahey, the president and co-founder of Triton Submarines. Patrick was also on one of those dives traveling 11 kilometers to the bottom of the ocean. Patrick joins me now. Hi, Patrick. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you very much for having me. My gosh. Uh, I mean, talking to a radio host in Edmonton is nothing compared to what you've been going through over the past couple of weeks. How exciting. When you look back about what's happened, how do you sum it up? Well, you know, it was exhilarating for me and obviously uh, also the realization of of a lifelong dream and ambition of mine. So, I felt extremely fortunate to be out there and also uh, quite privileged to be the one, you know, inside the bubble. But there was a whole team of people out there who made that possible. And uh, like I said, I just happened to be the lucky guy sitting in the seat <laughs> on the, the two dives that I made. Yeah, that's a, that's a trip of a, a lifetime. But that wasn't, a, you know, you are now, are you the actual, you're actually what the... After John, after James Cameron, you hold what the record for the deepest diving Canadian. There's uh, James Cameron and you. I guess that's right. You know, I I'm, I don't sort of put too fine a point on any of that, but uh, but I, I do know that uh, yeah, we we both dive to this incredibly uh, deep spot in our oceans, uh, which was uh, you know a fantastic uh, experience for me and also for my whole team out there. I'm I'm thrilled at the possibility that the the limiting factor or the Triton 36002 as we call it will go on to uh, to have a, a very interesting life and continue Victor's legacy that he started uh well, actually, we started working with Victor four years ago. We started the project four years ago. Tell me about Victor. Tell me about him. He's done some uh, pretty cool things in his lifetime. 
Yeah, you know, I, I call him a serial expeditionist. You have to be careful how you say that so it doesn't come out the wrong way. But, uh, you know, Victor is one of these guys who I guess just isn't comfortable sitting on the couch with his feet up. He summited the tallest peak on each of the seven continents. He skied to both poles. And, you know, then he suddenly decided that he was going to go and dive to the deepest point in each of the uh, the five oceans, which is where where I uh, where I came into the picture and where Triton submarines got involved. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I wanted to go next. So, um, building submarines, I'm not I'm not sure that anyone. I mean, certainly growing up in in Edmonton or maybe even in Ottawa, you know, says okay, this is what I'm going to do uh, for a career. But that's exactly what you have done. How did that start? Well, you know, I was lucky as a kid. I grew up in Ottawa, as you say, where, you know, there's certainly no ocean anywhere to be found. <laughs> but I was lucky as a kid. My dad brought us down to Barbados, mm. and he was a builder, and he was building some houses in Barbados. And from the age of 7 to 10, uh, there were, you know, a number of my siblings, and I lived in, in Barbados, and I really fell in love with the ocean. I was, I was uh, hooked for life. And I think that sort of stayed with me. And when I got old enough to decide what it was I wanted to do with my life, much to my parents' chagrin, I decided I wanted to go to commercial diving school. So I went out and I started working on the oil platforms as a commercial diver. And, you know, sort of one thing led to another, and somehow I ended up in submersibles. And uh, became, and this was a long time ago. I mean, I'm 57, so I've been doing this a long time. I, I started doing the commercial diving when I was, uh, you know, 19 and and was lucky enough to get into a submersible when I was 21 and just completely fell in love with the idea that in a submersible, you can get in it, you can go as deep as you like, stay as long as you want. When you come back to the surface, you can climb right back out. There's no decompression. There's none of the sort of limitations that you have as a, as a commercial diver or none of the decompression. Uh, well, and so really liberating. And that's what I was wondering about, you know, for anyone who has, uh, is a diver, you, you know about, you know, descending properly and, 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 and coming back up and what the impacts it can have on your body. Um, you know, there's so much, so many questions I have for you, but so you, you can just come up and you're fine afterwards. I'm wondering about what taking a, a journey to the bottom of the ocean does to your body. Well, actually, we're sitting in a pressure-resistant sphere. Uh, in the case of the Triton 36002 or the limiting factor, it's a, a titanium sphere that's 1,500 millimeters in inside diameter and 90 millimeters thick. Hmm. And you sit inside of there in relative comfort. You know, you're not exposed to any pressure. In fact, the pressure changes, the changes that we experience inside the sphere are small enough that you measure them with a barometer, and they're generally just associated with changes in, in temperature, um, which can be pretty significant. And at the bottom, you know, the water temperature is, is cold, and, of course, the hull very quickly takes on that ambient water temperature. So probably the most taxing thing you, you go through is, is the temperature. But as long as you dress appropriately, it's perfectly comfortable. It's, it's an easy place to spend a long period of time which was a critically important part of the design because if you're going to build something that you want explorers to use and to be able to uh, you know, use effectively you got to keep them comfortable so you sit inside the sphere upright in a leather seat with three beautiful viewports hmm. and uh, you know you can you're just as comfortable 
comfortable as, as you would be if you're sitting in your living room. It's just, you know, your living room's wrapped in titanium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick, give me an idea, and, and I don't know if you want to answer this, but how much is uh, how much does it cost to build a Triton 3602? <laughs> 36,002. Yes. Well, you know, the sub is is about a $30 million craft plus the spare support and optional equipment wow. that goes along with it. But the sub is actually one part of a what we call Hadal Exploration System that consists of the ship and the specialty landers that we developed, the launch and recovery system, a very advanced multi-beam echo sounder that we use to create sort of underwater maps, uh, bathymetry of the areas we're going to dive. And the idea is that this whole system kind of works together, and I think it's out there in the public press, but I think that the entire Hadal exploration system, after Victor is finished with it, is going to be sold to an onward buyer for somewhere in the neighborhood of $49 million. Wow, wow, fantastic. So tell us about this Five Dives expedition. Um, let, let my listeners know out here in landlocked Alberta what, what this is all about. Well, it's a, it's a, it was something that he, I guess, I, I think, I don't know if he was the originator of it. There's other people who've talked about it. But the idea was he wanted to dive to the deepest point in each of the five oceans. You know, and, of course, the oceans span the globe. So it, it's a, a complex undertaking from the standpoint of managing the logistics, organizing the ship, mm-hmm. getting the permits you need. You know, it's it's also an expensive undertaking because the ship's consuming fuel. There's a lot of people on the ship. We have ship's crew. We have science crew. We have film crew because the whole thing's being filmed mm-hmm. uh, by Atlantic Productions for the Discovery Channel. There's going to be a five-part documentary that's going to come out in the fall. I think it's going to come out in October. And then, of course, you have the sub crew and... And I think that I mentioned in the science crew. So, you know, it's a, it's a big group of people that are sort of traveling around the world, kind of a traveling circus, if you will. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, there's significant logistics, but it's a, um, to me, a sort of epic adventure, you know, a chance to demonstrate that we have really come into a new era because my goal was to build a sub that would, would be used every day hmm. or could be used every day, you know, not something that would just do a handful of dives and then end up in a museum somewhere. Our, our goal was to build a submersible that could carry two people to any depth in the ocean. It would be accredited by an independent third party so that you knew it was safe. You didn't just take my word for it. And that meant we raised the bar in terms of the standards that we had to comply with. And then, you know, equip it with the tools to ensure that it's an effective piece of equipment, that it can be used to collect samples on the bottom. It can be used for filming, archaeology, and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic. I mean, Victor's objective, his personal goal, was to, to, to make these dives to the five deeps. But sort of as a secondary or tertiary objective, they're also mapping these large mm-hmm. swaths of our ocean, in some cases for the first time. So he's making that, by the way, available open source to the scientific community. So we go out to these remote hadal trenches and we create these very detailed bathymetry, bathymetric maps of, of what's on the bottom. And that information will be shared uh, with the scientific community. It also allows us to target the areas where we want to dive and also things of interest that we might want to explore. 
For those of us who will never get a chance to do this, and since you've had a chance uh, to do this, can you can you go through what it's like? Can you explain to us what it's like uh, to get into uh, the submersible and then to start making that 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 descent that takes hours and just what it looks like, what it feels like, and then when you get to the bottom, what what is that like, and and what do you see? Okay, well, the process of diving is kind of interesting. The sub sits on, on deck inside of the hangar, and the hangar's climate-controlled, which is important because we're working in polar regions, we're working in tropical regions, so in some cases it's freezing cold outside and it's snowing, and then in other cases you're in tropical heat. So the, the sub sits inside of this hangar, which is climate-controlled. We, we, that's where we do our maintenance. We charge our batteries. We load the submarine up with weights. Uh, the way a dive works is we deploy these landers, which are like drones that go to the bottom, and the drones collect information about specific gravity and, and depth and, and sort of various other things. And that information is sent back to the surface. Based on that, we set up the weights on the sub. The submarine, when it's ready to dive, uh, we roll the hangar, which is like an accordion-type hangar, so it rolls forward. The submarine rolls aft. There's a big A-frame on the back. It picks the submarine up. We we swing it out over the stern and then up against a, a sort of a cushion that we have on the stern. The pilot and the passenger, or just the pilot, Victor is doing all of his dives solo, but a lot of the other dives are being done with two people. So the pilot and the, and the, and the passenger or the scientist will get into the craft while it's sort of hanging off the stern but up against the, the hull and where it's nice and safe, and uh, then you, you climb down this trunking. It's like a, like a tunnel you have to go down because the hatch is actually about 1.8 meters below the water line. Uh, okay. And that's because, so there's a trunking that you have to go down. And then, you know, you get inside, you secure the hatch, you know, you turn on your oxygen and your scrubber, which removes your CO2, and, uh, and then you get ready to be launched. Uh, then they position the ship to a, a specific geodetic point, so that when you drop to the bottom, you end up, you know, close to the area of interest that you want to hmm. want to see, whether it's a deep point or, you know, something like a pinnacle or a seamount. But does the pilot and, control uh, the descent? Uh, we do, yeah. yeah so okay. the pilot will once once the submarine is is in position, the submarine is launched, and the, the launch process is probably the most uh, certainly the most uh, dangerous part of the operation. Because in some, some cases, we're working in, in elevated sea states where, you know, there's wind and waves and all that sort of stuff. And so that, that dynamic action, we've got winches and, and things like that on the ship to try and mitigate that, those motions and make it safer. The sub is, is launched into the water, and then when it's clear of the vessel or when it's, when it's at the site, we release the lines. The submarine is then on its own, and then the pilot actually turn some pumps on and we fill that trunking with water it holds about 600 liters of water and then it overflows into the ballast tanks which are kind of an inverted ballast tank but i won't bore you with that <laughs> and then once the once the weight that you've got on board in water equals the weight that's buoying the vessel up the submarine begins to dive and it very quickly picks up speed now, it may not sound fast but the submarine travels through the water column anywhere from you know two to three knots which is uh, about uh, one to one and a half meters a second. And that means that we can reach full ocean depth in about uh, three and a half hours, approximately. Three and a half hours. So, 
and you're watching that, you know, your depth you're watching it go by. increasing <laughs> as, you're, as you're dropping down. You're looking at the particles traveling through the water column. By the time you get to 1,000 meters, or less actually, about 500 meters, it's completely black outside. Hmm. There's, there's, no, there's no light, but we have powerful external lights that we can turn on so you can see outside. But you're essentially, you know, dropping through the water column. Uh, for about three and a half hours. And then as you approach the bottom, you know, you, you have to jettison some weight. The submarine carries a, a lot of weight to get it through the water. Um, it actually is an interesting thing. As you dive really deep in a submersible, the submarine actually gains buoyancy the deeper you go. So paradoxically, you carry more weight when you dive deeper. <laughs> Patrick, I'm going to... Run, anyway, when you run, get to the I... bottom, you drop the weight, you get neutral, you drive around, um, there, you explore, there and then when you're ready to leave the bottom... What's that? Are there creatures down there? Absolutely. There's all kinds of fantastically interesting animal life. Uh, we did some dives on this most recent series uh, in, uh, in an area called the Serena Deep. And uh, Victor and our Hadel scientist, Dr. Alan Jameson, who's considered the leading authority on this remote part of our ocean, that's the area that lies between 6,000 and 11,000 meters, 20,000 to 36,000 feet. He, he and Victor went on a dive, and they ended up on these bacterial mats. You know, so these, mm-hmm. these hadal trenches are subduction zones. It's where the plates are meeting, and one plate is diving under another. So you end up areas where there's methane uh, escaping, and you have these, these bacterial colonies that are thriving on the methane that's belching out from the earth. And so they were diving on these methane uh, I guess these chemosynthesis areas of the of the bottom, and fantastically I, interesting, really cool creatures. I had heard that there were eels, that there were some fish, and unfortunately some plastic down there as well. Yeah, there were all kinds of uh, unusual fish, usually not at 11,000 meters or okay. 10,900 know, and whatever it was. But, uh, you know, as you get further up... Uh, you won't. You find crustaceans like amphipods and things in the very, very bottom. But you have to get a little bit shallower to see the fish. But yes, we've got some great footage of some fish. I don't know if you've uh, visited the the website mm-hmm. FiveDeeps.com, but there's some really remarkable footage that was captured in the Java Trench, where we saw an animal. Honestly, looks like almost looks like something you'd buy at a fair, like a balloon head of a dog <laughs> uh, attached to a string. But, you know, it's, it's an animal. Uh, I can't remember because I'm not a scientist what the animal is called, but it is truly the most unusual thing you've ever seen. I mean, you couldn't make this up, you know. This is like nature, uh, and it is, it is a remarkably uh, unusual-looking creature that looks just like a dog head on a string. Do you think and, that this uh, could ever be possibly, and I'm, I'm almost out of time, Patrick, I could talk to you all afternoon about this, and I think we've <laughs> barely just, you know, we've just, you know, touched on a little bit of it. But, you know, what's next with this? And, I mean, we're not talking, you know, I look at the other way, and we look at, like, travel to the moon and, you know, tourism to the moon. Do you think that it would ever be possible for, you know, um, you know, tourism to the bottom of the ocean? I don't think that there would be tourism to the bottom of the ocean because, number one, uh, I think that, sadly, the interest in the deep ocean isn't as great yeah. as it seems to be for space, which is, uh, which is unfortunate. But I do think that Victor's expedition and you know, his legacy of exploration will certainly inspire uh, the onward buyer of the Hadle Exploration System to continue what he started. These, these areas of our ocean are vast, 
and they are almost completely unexplored. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely interesting and remarkable things for us to find. You know, on this expedition so far, I think they've they've discovered a couple of dozen new species, which in itself is it's is amazing. pretty incredible when you think about it. Patrick. So, I'm I'm out of time, unfortunately, Boo, because um, I would love to talk to you to you more. We will be we will be watching this and see what happens next. Again, the website fivedeeps.com, and really looking forward to seeing this uh, five part Discovery Channel series being filmed by Atlantic Productions. Expected to come out later this year. That's right. Well, thank you very much for taking the time and having the interest to call me. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. As you can tell, I'm a little bit enthusiastic about this stuff, and <laughs> well, I do tend to go on. But hey, it's okay. It was next, nice to speak with you. Next time, I'll, I'll, next time I'm going to book you for an hour, Patrick. That's all there is to it. <laughs> hey, there, all right. Thank you so you much. You have a great Patrick. afternoon. You thanks too. for thanks for the call. Take care. Now that's Patrick Lahey. He is the president of Triton Submarines, the second Canadian to reach the bottom of the Challenger Deep. In uh, that's the Marianas Trench, um, the the deepest part uh, in the ocean. Some fascinating stuff there. Again, the website. You want to check it out. All out at 5deeps.com.